What's up, man? Let me take you for a little spin, man. Show you what it feel like. I gotta go make these drop offs. You think you want to work and be? Gotta make drop offs too, B. Come on, man, get in, man. I ain't taking no for an answer, man. Come on. Get in. I'm not taking no for an answer, blood. Nah, what's the word, peeps? Welcome to the 290 Mo Podcast. I'm your host, Solo Homie Mo. Thank everyone for listening. If you listening to this version of the 290 Mo Podcast, that means that you're listening to it just purely audio, and I appreciate that. But with that being said, I will also like to advise you to go subscribe to my YouTube channel as Solo Homie Mo Presents. That's Solo Homie Mo Presents on YouTube. Go over there, click the bell icon, subscribe so that you're notified every time something drops. It's a lot more visuals coming with season three. <clears throat> and YouTube is one of the first places that the content drops. With that being said, we got a, a interview that's also um, available on YouTube. On this episode of the podcast, um, I interviewed a young black property owner and entrepreneur named Lanye McNutt. Now, Lanye is not even 30 yet, and she's already investing in her own property, and I thought that was real dope. I thought that, that that's the type of story that you should see, you know what I'm saying, <clears throat> on your evening news, you know what I'm saying, instead of seeing like lost puppies and goof ass shit like that. So with all that being said, I had to bring her on the show and just ask her how she how she do it, you know what I'm saying? What what drove her to 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 um to invest her money and purchase property before the age of thirty and you know what I'm saying, just being coming from the inner city of Chicago, you know what I'm saying? You don't hear stuff like that portrayed and put out by the media. So if they not gonna do it <laughs> 290 Mo to the rescue. Let's get it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to um, talk to Lanye, and we also um, going to set it up, going to set something up where she come in and teach like a quick, like a quick, um, like a quick, and not a quick investment, but like a quick how-to class on, you know what I'm saying, how to get into buying property and how to get into loans and all that goof-ass shit. But I'm going to let her tell y'all more about that. So we're going to get right into this into this interview. Like I said, Lanye, she she dropped a lot of knowledge in this short but information-filled episode. So definitely make sure you like and subscribe so you can catch the part two or whatever me and Lanye do in the future. <clears throat> Make sure you click that bell icon on YouTube so you notified when the shit drop. All right, let's get it. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the 290 Mo Podcast. I'm your host, Solo Homie Mo. Today, I would like to introduce y'all to a very special guest, Lanye McNutt. She is a young black entrepreneur and property owner. Yeah, Lanye, how you doing today? I'm doing all right. I just want to say thank you for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate your time. I already know how, how how valuable time is. So I just want to say thank you for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm honored to be here. That's great. That's great. How you doing today? I'm doing all right. That's what's up. So I kind of wanted to start from the top because I feel like your story is is interesting. And I feel like it's, it's, um, it's not normally what you hear 
coming out of the area or the city that we come from. So I felt like that was something good that needed to be highlighted. So if you don't mind, I just want to get into a little bit of your background and move on, move along to uh, where we're at right now. All right, we can do that. Okay, so so how old are you and where are you from? Um, I'm 27. I'm from Al West 290. Yo. <laughs> no, I'm from Al West, the west side of Chicago. Holly Grove and all Big yeah. Nah, but for real, um, I'm from out, I'm from out west. I grew up on the west side of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Okay, <laughs> so so so, can you tell me about your experiences growing up on the west side of Chicago? Because you know you see a lot of stuff on TV, the media, the news with the uh the the murders and all that and the shootings. Can you tell me about the, your experience growing up in Chicago? I mean, growing up, you didn't hear about all that. I mean, some people probably died maybe once every blue moon. The stuff that's going on now, I mean, I didn't grow up like that. I grew up being able to go outside, play, ride the bike, freeze, peg, running up and down the street, um, playing in a fire hydrant, block club parties, getting school supplies, having dance contests barbecues mm -hmm. that that's how i grew up that's, right. that's basically how i grew up i mean it wasn't to maybe my late 10 years early 20s where life you know became what it was and i mean now it is what you see on the news people shit can't even say that every day like every hour is some shit going on so you know mm -hmm. but i didn't i didn't grow up like that i had a great childhood i used to go to the beach went uh swimming game to the zoo, everything. Like, I had a good childhood growing up. Staying out, even when I got to, like, maybe 14, 15, walking around Chalupa with my friends, staying outside to, like, 9 o'clock. I had a good childhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, life didn't become what it did to maybe about a couple of years ago. Okay. But I had a good childhood. So, don't let don't let the news fool you. Right, right. Don't let the news fool you. So just talking about your childhood a little bit, as a child, or not just a child, but growing up, did you know what you wanted to do? when you became an adult or did you have a plan? Did you have uh, everything outlined already or was it just something you figured out as you became an adult? Well, growing up, I always wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse my whole life. First I started, I wanted to be a doctor. Then I'm like, once I got older and figured out how long it was going to take to be in school, I'm like, okay, maybe I don't want to be a doctor. I could be a nurse for like half the school time. Right. So that's kind of the thing I was following. But you know, as you get older, like my life change you know you meet people you get a little bit off track you know things change for me like that kind of wasn't my field even though I kind of still think it is mm -hmm. but you know I ended right. up coming across the job that I did and you know I went with that working on the railroad now I mean I still might go back to school get into nursing working on the railroad you know, right now I'm on the railroad and um I'll <laughs> yeah, and I always want to probably like coming up, growing up. That's what you heard. Like when you get some money, that's the, what you need to do: invest in some property, invest in some property. That's something quick. That's a quick flip. You know, mm -hmm. that's the quickest way to start making money. You know, and you don't have to really even spend all your money. It's really a lot about credit. But we'll get into that. Okay, yeah, but, um, we definitely going. Yeah, get into so that. I've been knowing since a young girl that. <laughs> a young girl that I wanted to, you know, get into property stuff like that. And that's not even, you know, that's something anybody can do with any type of career that you have. A doctor, a dentist, a mechanic, you know, mm -hmm. you can still have your career. That, that's basically like a side hustle. That's something you do on the side. You know what I mean? All right, right. So before we get into why we're here today, just tell me a little bit about 
what you do on the railroad? I mean, the people can't see you right now, but like I said, you're a young, beautiful black woman. What are you doing exactly on the railroad? If you could share that with us. And how was your, how is, how is it working there? <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be honest, I, I, I ain't gonna say I clean shit, but you know, I mm-hmm. empty the toilets on the train. Mm-hmm. I'm a coach cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, you know, you just clean the metro trains, but you know, I, I, I got bad ass and so I ain't really be trying to deal with all those chemicals. So, you know, I just work on the toilet trucks. Okay. Uh, I wear like a big bodysuit. I'm covered up everywhere. Nothing, nothing is exposed. You wear a face mm-hmm. mask and everything. You got like this big tank hooked up to the truck. You just pull up on the side of the train, hook up the truck, you know, to the train. And then the machine does all the work. You don't physically touch anything. You don't physically see it. You might mm-hmm. smell it, but like that's it for the most part. So, uh, I mean, it's a great experience. I love it. It's the best thing yeah. that ever happened to me. You know, it's a, I love it there. <laughs> yeah, so I love, so just I love while we talking about they hate work, but I uh-huh, love, right, love, yeah. love work. Yeah, so just talking a little bit more about that. Um, what made you um, look into working for the railroad, or was it um, somebody put you on, or 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 was it like you was just trying trying to find something with the best benefits and the best pay at the time? Um, well, actually, my dad's been working at the railroad for about 20 years now. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those jobs that you hear about, like the city job. You know, right. you, oh, that's, oh, you work for these people. That's a good job, like mm-hmm. driving a bus or something like that. So, right. you know, it's, 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 a, it's a great job. It's a great opportunity. It's great pay. And not even just about the pay. I mean, that's a plus. But, I mean, it's, I go into work and I see nothing but black faces. And all you hear is growing up about how, Black people can't do this. Black people can't do that. You know, you you mainly see white faces in places like places of business like that. You know, making right. good money. But literally, I walk into my job and <clears throat> it's black, 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 young, old women. It's 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 you know, it's a beautiful right. thing. Even up in the office, black, black women, right. young, it's, it's old, middle aged. Yes, it's comfortable. Even with the Hispanics, you know, it's just a good thing seeing. It feels so good to walk out there and see so many black people making so much good money, good benefits, good medical, you know, things like that. I mean, I, like I said, I love going to work. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's more than just the money at this point for me. Okay. So we touched a little bit on um, investing your money. So when did you consciously start investing your money and what made you want to invest it specifically into property instead of you know, anything else that you could have done? Why was, why property and what, what, if you can remember, when was it that made you, when you started consciously, um, making your plan, saving your money and, um, investing? Okay. So this is what happened. As soon as my daddy figured, as soon as we found out I was going to work at the railroad, my daddy like sat me down at the table, like, okay, this is like, what, what are we going to do? What, what do you want to do? What is it that you want to do? You're not going to get in here and mess all this money up, yada, yada, yada. And I promise you, the, my dad had like all my login information, Sound everything like a smart for, man. You know, for work, <laughs> everything for work. I promise you, the first check that I got, I promise you, my dad had set up um, an account to where uh, money was automatically taken out each pay period. But mm-hmm. I didn't even know this. So when I got my first check, I was like, hold on, what? I'm like, uh-uh. I went to the office like, wait a minute, you know, I'm missing some money. What's going on? You know, they pull mm-hmm. my pay stub up and they like, uh, it was some money transferred to here. I called my daddy like, what's going on? 
he like, yeah, I had this set up, girl. You don't, you don't need all that money. You ain't got nothing going on, and you can have this going over here, and don't worry about it. You won't miss it. After these couple of months or after these amount of years, you had this much money. I was, but at the time, I was so upset. I called my mom and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who told him to do that? But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to leave it on there. So I've been on my job for like almost three years now. And so ever since day one, ever since check one, I've been having that money coming out twice a month, going over into that account. And I don't even miss it. It's like the money that I get is the money that I make. And that was the easiest way for me to save. I never have to touch it. You know, I just, that's how I did it. That was my motivation to save. It just automatically go back like Uncle Sam, like taxes. All right. And you don't, you don't even get to touch it. So, yep. so why property instead of um, something else, investing in landscaping or, or a t-shirt shop or something like that? Why property? Well, property is such a great investment to me because, like I said, it's an easy flip is a quick instant income and even it's something that you have to your name you know it's you always mm-hmm. need a place to stay right. you know what i'm saying so anything go wrong you can move there your family can move there you know to me it was just very important to get property because if you don't get nothing else at least you got this if you lose everything in the world if you lose your job at least you got this you know starting a business you have to invest so much money first before you can start making money you know right. and with the property it, it, it really doesn't take all that and people don't even know that I mean all you need is a good job some good credit a couple dollars saved up and you on your way okay. you on your way <clears throat> okay so I mean you make it sound so simple I mean so but I know it, did you what steps could you tell us exactly what steps did you take did you call a realtor you got a family member that was in the business it's like you need to okay, look well, here here and there <laughs> like for anybody who listening and may be interested in doing the same thing you're doing What's the first place or where's the first place they should go? Yeah, I didn't mean to make it sound easy because believe <laughs> me, it is a process. So the first, first, first thing is, I mean, you need an income. You know, okay. you, I mean, if you're going the way that I did, I mean, you got people that can buy stuff out cash, but I mean, hey, why spend your money when you can spend the bank? That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so the first step, um, I took a home, first time home buyer class and basically you go to this class and they teach you about saving, they teach you about credit, they teach you about properties, they teach you about what a bad property is at. I mean you just learn a lot of information for them they tell you everything that you need to buy a home and I went from there so step one was I needed to be on my job for two years so when I first started out my first year on my job I already knew that's what I wanted to do but I couldn't make a move because I needed two years of you know steady income Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing you gotta have Income, steady income from for at least two years. Uh, the next step is credit. You got to be working on your credit. All while you're working, you got to be working on your credit and um, basically making sure you don't have any collections on your credit. And that's something you want to. That's that's something people don't talk about. You need to. Parents need to teach that at a young mm-hmm. age. Credit is everything. It's 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 more than money. It's more than money. Credit is everything. But um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so you need to be working on your credit. Get you a couple of credit cards. Use a credit card. Pay your bills on time. Um, pay your bills in full. You know, get your credit right. And after that, I mean, you contact a realtor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you contact the bank. You find out which bank you want to deal with, and then you just start looking for properties. Okay. But I was also I was getting things in order, like uh, finding like handyman and things like that. Go ahead. You know, I'm a certified carpenter, just to let you know. But uh, um, <clears throat> while you was 
when you <laughs> that's hey, good to know because you need a little English something but uh um well we kind of walked into this question but while when you're contacted when you're contacting the realtor do you take in consideration the side of town the location how many units or do you take any of this into account while you're uh choosing a property because when we were talking, I didn't hear you say anything about having a background in, in property owning. So how do you go about choosing a handyman and, and knowing where to get it? You know what I'm saying? How do you, how did you go about that? Well, you know, my parents, um, they have a lot of property and stuff. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you just right. ask around. You just got to ask out, work with people that got properties. I'm just, hey, you know somebody at, around your neighborhood, people, if you ride past you, somebody working on a roof, you pull over and ask them. People hanging up signs all the time. I mean, you just ask around. Okay. Makes sense. Um, Yeah. <laughs> and, so, of course, you take in consideration what, how many units you want. Like, that was my main thing. The thing for me was I needed a three-unit or better. I was not going to, I did not want a two-flat. That was something I was not going to take. It had to be a three-unit or better. So, once you find out what you want, you get your realtor. You say your realtor exactly what you want. You tell them the neighborhood, um, your price, and you know that you go from there. And you look, you look yourself. You know, it's not just on the realtor. Because let me tell you, I was sending my realtor stuff every day, every hour on the hour. Look this up. Look this up. Look this up. Look this up. It's mm-hmm. a team effort. It's a team effort. It definitely is. Okay. So talking about that now that you know exactly what you want, having a realtor <clears throat> is this. Your only investment that you plan on making in property, or do you plan on making more property investments as well? Oh, this is only the beginning. This okay. is only the beginning. See, I, I I like it. I I like this. This is only the beginning for me. Mm. Like it's it's <laughs> it's up from here for me. So be looking out. Okay, and be looking out. And just a couple more questions before we get you up out of here. Um, we do live in Chicago, and and people don't always have all their marbles. You know what I'm saying? So how do you plan on dealing with um, destructive tenants or tenants that you have to um, evict? Um, have you considered on what you or have you had to deal with any situation like that so far? Or when you do, what do you plan on? How do you plan on dealing with it? Okay, so I've been a landlord for two weeks and I've already learned that I don't want to deal with my tenants. So I've already got my dad, hired my dad as a property manager because I've already decided that I don't want to be hands-on with the tenants. It's, 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 it doesn't go well with my personality right. and, you know, and, and that's fine. You know, right. that's why you people have property managers. So my dad, he's going to be handling all of that. You know, I'm not even going to, because, you know, he has a lot of experience with that. Like I said, they have, multiple properties he's been dealing with tenants for over 10 years so he know exactly what's going on so i've already i tried it and i'm like eh, yeah mm-hmm. this part right here this part not for me so i'm gonna let my dad handle that while i go start back at the back at the start line and do everything i love again and give me another property and then that's how i'm gonna do <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do <laughs> so and then he'll manage that one and I get another he manage that one like we're gonna go from there okay so also can you explain to me a little bit like do do will your do your properties offer like section 8 is that something that you wanna offer is that something that you don't or I don't um, even, my property sure does I offer section 8 <laughs> yes I do offer section 8 I actually have um, a few t- Section 8 tenants. And I mean, yeah, Section 8 is good to have. Uh, it's a headache, but 
it's worth the headache when you know you're getting your money every right. first of the month. No, oh, I, oh, I didn't work these many hours. Um, oh, I caught a flat or something happened with, you know, whatever. It's nothing. It's no excuses. You getting your money, regardless of, you know, brain health, you know, whatever. Right. Whatever's going on, you getting your money. So it's worth the minor headache that you get when you have to do all the inspections and everything. But hey, if you're keeping your property up to party, then, you know, it really shouldn't be a big deal. So, right. yeah. And I had asked you that because I saw something on the news where uh, a couple landlords were having an issue where tenants who weren't previously paying their rent before the pandemic. And now I guess it's some type of rent, rent mandatorium or something, how they call it. So now they already weren't paying their rent for like six months before the pandemic. And now they like protected from getting evicted. Well, you could, they can still get the eviction notice. They just can't get put out on the street. So that's why I asked you that. So with that, being in consideration do you ever take that into mind while choosing your tenants like how do you go about choosing your tenants is it does it strictly by credit score do you do background checks do you do criminal background checks how do you go about approving tenants that's, that's, that can stay on your property well um with this uh particular property i've actually bought this property with my tenants so um it wasn't a matter of choosing them i did do a meeting greet with them but if i was to choose my tenants of course i would do all those things that you named mm -hmm. but let's just be honest i mean you can do a background check criminal check job check whatever kind of check you want to do you just never know right, you know exactly. people just think about it how many people you know have allowed on the job application you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, you know, you just never know, which is why, which leads me to say, don't buy anything unless you can buy it. They say don't buy anything unless you can buy it twice, but I'm going to say don't buy anything unless you can buy it three times. So before I bought this, before I bought this building, um, you know, I always thought, okay, you have to think, what if you don't get tenant? You know, mm -hmm. even though you, you banned it, plan on getting tenant, you have to always think of the what if, the rainy days. What if I don't have any tenant? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I'm, right. I'm prepared for that. I'm able to pay my mortgage if all my tenants decide, hey, we want to stop paying our rent right now today. I mean, I would be very upset with that, but I wouldn't lose my property, you know, because I thought ahead. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that, even though I would hope that wouldn't happen, but I am prepared for that. And you have to think about those things when you're doing buying property and starting businesses. You have to think about the rainy days because stuff is not going to always be, you know, what it is. Right. And, and that's just life. And, and, and sometimes people don't pay their rent because they just can't do it. And, you know, things happen. So you have to always plan and back things based on that what if, you know. So, you know, that's what I did. That's how I move. I, everything that I do, I always think what if. So I right. bought my property thinking, okay, let's just say I don't have tenants. Can I afford this? And mm -hmm. that's how I'm doing it. That's how I go about it. So, you okay. know, I'm ready. I got my umbrella. I got my raincoat. I got my rain boots. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Like I, like I told you at the beginning, I, I think what you're doing is great. And to be honest, I really admire it because I have a daughter of my own, you know what I'm saying? A young black woman growing up in Chicago. And so much you hear about the, the, you gotta be a rapper, basketball player or be a model or something to, to, uh, secure your future. So with all that being said, and before I get you up out of here, uh, can you just tell us your overall vision? Like, do you have a vision of like, is it a, a, a real estate company or is it just maximizing your wealth and your generational wealth? Or what's your overall vision for? Cause like you're young, you're young, you still got a long way to go. 
Yeah, I like how you said that, maximizing my wealth and my generation, because that's definitely what I'm meaning for. You know, I don't need the fame. I don't need the exactly. none of that. You know, young coming up, young, I, I, I really want to do everything so I can stun on everybody. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But that's just being young and dumb. But as right. I've gotten older, you know, I got sisters. My mother had all daughters. You know, my parents were getting older. I really just want to do this to take care of my family, you know, so... I just, that, that's what I'm doing it for. That's my motivation. I want us to be a time where, you know, none of us have to go to work. I can get enough properties where, hey, sister, go pick up the rent over this building. My other sister, hey, you handle that business. You, you pick up, make sure the mortgage paid over there and you keep, you know, the rest of the rent. That's for you and your family. My other sister, that's for you and your family. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's that's All why right. I'm doing this. That's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely dope. Like you know, I said, I, I, yeah, for my kids, you know, that's 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 mm-hmm. what I want to do. My coworker was telling me like she was telling me the story like, yeah, her mom got a lot of properties, and she was saying when her and her sister first graduated out of high school, her mother would let them go pick up the rent from the building, and you know they was able to keep it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that's you know that's dope. Right. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So, so that's yeah, that's what I want to do. You know, and black families, it's, that doesn't go down a lot like that. You know, everybody want to be so independent and all that, but you know, I'm all for everybody the... else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm doing for me, my sisters, my family, um, you know, my children and children and children to come. That that's what I'm doing it for. Okay. Okay. Well, like I said, I would like to just thank you for coming on. And I would also like to ask and invite you back on in studio to have uh uh somewhat of buying a property for not dummies because we're not dummies, but just buying a property for making it simple. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I love, get the I get your concept. Minute, you know what I'm saying for people. Um, in I our definitely will be back. Cause let me let me say this. I got some of my sleeve. Like I was saying, I was doing that for my sisters and everything, but I got something that I want to dedicate to all my brothers that I lost along the way growing up. Like definitely. y'all to see me. Like give me give me like a year, and I I got I got some for y'all. Definitely, I got definitely. some for y'all. Definitely keep me updated because I definitely want to get it all documented, man. Because like I said, they they too too much time, too much time. You turn the TV and turn the radio, and it's just all bullshit about our city and about what the young people got going on. You know what I'm saying? Like I honestly felt like that's what you did. I honestly, because I've never heard nothing like that. I honestly feel like that's something that should have been like on the newspaper or something like in the news. But they not gonna put that type of stuff on right. the news though. They want people to think they not they not trying to encourage people. They trying to keep people down. They ain't going to talk about nothing like that. And that should be something that, I mean, it's on the market. You can see the the stuff came off the market. That should be something that's documented and posted on, on the TV and on the news. Like, hey, um, these many properties were sold. Exactly. But, you know, it, it should mm-hmm. be, but it's not. Instead, they just tell you who was shot and who was stabbed and what car accident went down and all the bad stuff. Like, that's why I don't even watch the news. I, I make my own news. I don't, I don't get into that type of stuff. Yeah. All right. All right, Lanye, so keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, and we definitely going to link up in the future. All right, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, me. Bet. no problem, no problem. We're going to wrap. All right.